Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week is Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all of those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Here ends our gospel lesson. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As some of you likely remember, a little over five years ago, my wife Jen and I were anxiously awaiting the birth of our firstborn, Otto. Like most new parents, we were racked with eager anticipation and simultaneously a sense of dread at the prospect of having a new, delicate life entrusted to our care. There is only so much that can prepare you for parenthood. And then, when you have hit your limits of preparation, you just hunker down and hope for the best, which we did. And then, as the original due date in August passed and our little guy was still taking his sweet time, we waited some more. I had planned on three weeks of paternity leave after Otto was born, but the next Sunday came after he was expected, and he was determined to stay in the womb. So I had to scramble to get a sermon together quickly. That was actually one of the most difficult worship services I have ever led. It was overwhelming to try to pastor you all through your anticipation and eager excitement for our baby to come, while at the same time being consumed by my own anxiety, frustration, and desire that my son just be born already. Please, little man, I thought, just come out and be born. We will love you, I promise. Yet, still Otto took his time. So we waited some more. Another Sunday rolled around, but I knew that I could not lead another service or preach another sermon until our son was in our arms. So I took my leave the Sunday before he entered our world. I was so caught up with the anticipation of his birth that I did not feel like I could be a pastor that day. The waiting was killing me! But eventually, after a long long labor experience that Jen still deserves a medal for. Otto was born. 
The waiting was over and our firstborn was alive and well. And he has not stopped moving since. Part of what was so difficult about waiting for Otto to be born is that we did not plan for his delay. We can easily attribute this to the reality that we had never been parents before. But the fact remains that we were not expecting to have to wait for the blessed moment of his birth as long as we did. If you are not expecting to have to wait, then it can be all the more anxiety-inducing and difficult when you are forced to do so. Yearnings for things to just happen already amplify with every passing moment. And one's lack of preparation for the waiting experience is heightened as one second of delay ticks into another. It is usually not much fun to wait around for things to happen. But it is especially difficult if you are unprepared for the possibility that events will be delayed and then they are delayed even longer. One of the first crises in the history of the church was the unexpected delay of Christ's return. Jesus told the disciples right before the gospel passage from Matthew we read for today, when speaking about his return and the ensuing apocalypse, saying, Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. The disciples, based on Jesus' own words, expected that our Lord would return within just a few years of his resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven. In fact, they banked on this taking place soon, committing their lives to the belief that Jesus' second coming was just around the corner. The Apostle Paul instructed Christians that they should refrain from getting married if they could, in no small part because it would be easier for them to face the ensuing chaos of Christ's return if they did not have to worry about their family's well-being. The church in Thessalonica had something of an existential crisis around the fact that members of their community had died before Christ's return, and they wondered aloud together, will our loved ones who died before Christ came back join us in heaven? Moreover, The rapid rate at which the apostles spread out across the known world to share the gospel was motivated by a desire that they help save as many lost souls as possible before Christ returned in their lifetimes. They were prepared for Christ to return and right soon. Yet, as we all know thousands of years later, our Lord still has yet to come back to the world that he saved in the manner that he prophesied. Christ's return to earth was delayed, and then delayed some more. Or so it seemed to those early believers who were utterly convinced that the world would pass away before they would. Though Jesus also told them that nobody knows the day or the hour of his return, they still believed that it would be some time in the few years after Christ had ascended into heaven. When this did not happen, in the order that they expected, They had a real crisis on their hands. What did Jesus mean when he said that their generation would not pass away until this had happened? While there are still mysteries surrounding Jesus' words, the parable of the ten bridesmaids helps us to deal with delays in our expectations of what God is up to in the world. The parable that we just read and heard 
tells of ten bridesmaids going out to meet the bridegroom with lamps in hand. Describes a scene of ten young women who were to be part of a processional parade for the bridegroom to enter town for his wedding ceremony and feast. Of course, if the bridegroom came at night, they would need lamps for their procession to be seen. All of the ten knew this and were prepared for the night to fall because they all brought lamps with them. However, five of them brought extra oil for the lamp and five of them did not. As it turned out, the bridegroom was delayed and by the time he arrived, all of the oil in the bridesmaid's lamps had burned low. They all needed extra oil to refill their lamps in order to be part of the procession to the wedding feast. It was only those five who had prepared for the possibility of the bridegroom's delay who were able to relight their lamps and continue on as part of the procession, while the other five had to leave to seek out more oil. By the time they were able to get their lamps relit, they had already missed the party. The parable of the ten bridesmaids is unique amongst Jesus' parables. Most of Jesus' parables illustrate aspects of the kingdom of heaven and what it looks like. In them, there is a sense of immediacy to the kingdom in which Jesus instructed his followers that they should be watchful, diligent, faithful, and righteous. This parable stands alone, though, in the fact that it calls the disciples to expect to lay in the bridegroom's Christ's return. New Testament professor Susan Hyland wrote in her commentary on this passage. In this parable alone, the wise or prudent disciple is the one who prepares not only for the groom's return, but also for his delay. If the groom was coming quickly, there would be nothing wrong with taking one's lamp full of oil to meet him. But the wise disciple packs a supply of oil, knowing that her weight may be unpredictable. This parable is all about the unexpected delay in Christ's return. Jesus is teaching us through this parable that faithful watchfulness for the kingdom to come includes preparing for its delay. The five foolish bridesmaids were not foolish because they failed to anticipate and prepare for the bridegroom's return. Like the five wise ones, they were there with lamps in hand, ready to welcome him to the wedding feast at night like the rest. No, they were foolish because they did not prepare for the delay in his arrival. They did not expect to have to wait longer than usual, and because they did not prepare to wait, they were left out and missed the party. It seems like there's no end to the delays these days. Last spring, many of us expected that we would only need to commit to lockdown for a few weeks to control this outbreak, but pandemic disruptions have extended much longer than most expected. Months later, we are still waiting and waiting for things to get back to normal. Yet, with cases surging around us in the United States, we best prepare to be refilling our proverbial lamps for months to come. Election results this week were delayed like we have not experienced since the 2000 election, and the delay has become understandably frustrating. Still, regardless of the outcome, 
Many of us finding ourselves longing and waiting for a time when we can disagree with one another like we used to. Being able to entertain civil discussions and disagreements instead of just shouting each other down and calling each other terrible names. In a sense, like the bridesmaids, we find ourselves in an unexpected delay, stuck in the dark of night and waiting for the world to change. The parable of the ten bridesmaids encourages us, though, by telling us that the wait is worth it. When the bridegroom does come, albeit when we do not expect, the doors of the wedding feast will be flung wide open, and we will march with Christ into the middle of the lighted kingdom, where there will be endless feasting, laughter, and joy. The sorrows of our moments of delay, when we are left wondering and wandering in the dark, cold night, hoping that our lamp lights hold out, will then be forgotten and give way to the ceaseless joy and celebration that will give every other moment in our lives meaning and purpose. Waiting for the bridegroom to come and usher in the celebration does not mean that God has abandoned us. It merely means that Christ will come when Christ will come. And when the bridegroom does come, and the doors of the wedding feast are flung wide open, the sorrows of the long wait and the dark of night will make the joy of feasting around Christ's throne all the sweeter. In that moment, we will know what it is to have gone without, as we rejoice in the blessed light of Christ, which will never run out. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.